Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, the amazingly spooky artist Sammy Ruiz is here to answer questions about his excitement for Midsummer Scream this weekend, drawing pumpkins, and a battle between his Halloween homies. <laughs> Think we've ever actually met <laughs> no no um mandy told me that she had met you some probably a few years ago at uh maybe monster palooza uh midsummer scream midsummer scream awesome <laughs> and i just said uh, i i still wanted to include this in the podcast too uh i just said prior to recording how much i love your pumpkins uh because i think i've even mentioned this in previous episodes how obsessed i am of pumpkins uh, I'm obsessed with Halloween. I'm obsessed with uh, um, pumpkin spice everything. When Once pumpkin spice comes out, I have to buy everything pumpkin related. So scrolling through your Instagram and seeing so many variations of pumpkins is an absolute delight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, think... I think I... Oh, go on. No, um, I was going to say my, my fascination with pumpkins probably started in a character design class that, that I took at... Um... Uh, Pasadena City College. How did that? How did that begin? How did they, did, did, did they give you an assignment of just focusing on pumpkins or fo- focusing on fruits and vegetables? So actually, so the so the course we um what we did is we took a, a bunch of like amoeba shapes, and we would draw the um just a random shape like a random blob. We would draw at least like forty of them, and um for the assignment we would have to kind of draw its contour, its contour lines. And I was starting to realize how many cool shapes you can really get out of something that's circular or, uh, you know, just we- this weird amoebas. And I started thinking about pumpkins. I'm like, you know, pumpkins, a deformed pumpkin does have a lot of character. And I started kind of incorporating a lot of those um, amoeba shapes into the pumpkins. And it's just color- coloring them orange and giving them a face. <laughs> so you can have endless amounts of cool looking pumpkins. What's so fun about drawing pumpkins is the same thing with drawing scary trees. Because I feel like trees and pumpkins, they bend and twist and do weird things. But then you also have, like you said, drawing the contour lines. And because pumpkins are ribbed and you see the lines that are going through them, you have to always focus on the different lines and match that with the face. And the fun, it's it's so much fun. And I feel like... Uh, buildings you have to worry so much about perspective versus pumpkins you can just make shit up and people will go along <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why i don't like building buildings or cars cars are always that's always tough for me i hate drawing cars that's <laughs> the one thing i'll do my best to avoid which is dumb because in my com- in my comic i'm working on right now there's a lot of cars in it and i'm like ah oh, why did i put myself in a car <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned going to pasadena um that's that gets us to the first question is uh what is your art history so my art history started when um it started a long time ago when i was uh when i was little my mom my dad worked a lot of hours and my mom would sit down and draw with me after we did our homework and stuff i must have been maybe kindergarten but she would always i distinctly remember she'd always draw dinosaurs with me so we draw dinosaurs and and after that i um i would go watch movies with my dad my dad would take me to the movie theater and um, after watching, for example, I remember this very vividly. I would, we watched a movie called Deep Impact. It was a, it's a comet movie in the 90s. And I got home and I drew my own movie poster of this uh, this movie. It was called Comet World. And I just kind of changed the title of the movie. And <laughs> there's people running, comets hitting the earth. And I really, that's when I kind of knew, like, I really like drawing my own versions of um, these characters. Or these um, uh, different movie posters and things like that and monsters and uh from that point i just continued i when i got into junior high school i started a, i was in a punk band so i would draw a lot of her t-shirt designs um at that point i started drawing other designs for other bands <laughs> and eventually when we graduated the band got kind of serious so i was really getting into drawing our own shirt designs and um so a lot of people saw my artwork on t-shirts and at that point, that's when I really started diving into the horror stuff, because a lot of the shirts involved um, uh, skulls, things like that. And that's when I really started getting in uh, like a deep dive into the horror. And, you know, then I started meeting a lot of different horror artists. And that's kind of how I ended up here. <laughs> 
I feel like horror is so much more fun than making something pretty, because pretty you have to worry about symmetry and making things visually uh, visually pleasing, very aesthetic, uh, aesthetically pleasing. Versus horror, you can do it's it's free range. You don't have to worry about anything. I agree. I remember when I was at uh, Pasadena City College, we had um it was a basic art class. It was like art fundamentals, and we were painting a landscape. It was a spring landscape. And my um my assignment, I painted the landscape, but it looked like a Tim Burton landscape. Lots of like twisty mountains and dark colors. And I I gave the assignment to my my instructor, and he and I said, oh, I apologize about that. I kind of missed the uh, <laughs> the assignment. It doesn't really look too spring. And he uh, he'd encouraged me. He's like, No, this is really good. He's like, You're finding your style. This is it. And it was a lot of dry brush, a lot of harsh kind of tones. And he just it, because of him, he uh, his name was Philip Morrison. Hope he's doing okay. But he really did encourage me to uh, pursue that creepy style. And I think you do such a great job. At it. I, I appreciate Philip Morrison's <laughs> encouragement <laughs> because uh, not only am I very enthralled by the different lines that you put in your art, but the palettes, the colored palettes that you choose are just always really stunning. Um, I see a lot of people using orange, but I feel like you use orange in such a really unique way that it feels almost burnt it feels uh orange is such a bright color so it's really interesting seeing you use it in a very muted way that just pops it just it's amazing thank you thank you yeah i'm kind of relearning how to color stuff because i re within the last year i recently started drawing digitally um i got procreate on my ipad but prior to that i was using nothing but prisma color markers so I'm kind of relearning how to doing um, how to do shadowing and stuff, and it, it's Procreate's a very close program to drawing with hand because you get all those textures and effects. You know, I'm finding um a bunch of different stuff you can do, but I'm still really learning how to use Procreate and trying to find my style there. <laughs> um, so you said that when you were first doing band covers and you were doing with skulls and death and whatnot, which is great. I think that a lot of musicians <laughs> go that route, I guess. Uh, and I say I guess because like uh, I, I I know a lot of my well no some musicians I know are very much more into peace and love and celebration of life versus my other friends who uh, are in folk metal and there's just a lot of skulls I'm drawing a lot of skulls for musicians um, but what first got you into horror because you, uh, was it was it the d deep impact because I feel like you have such a really good grasp on the spooky genre. <laughs> uh, I think what initially got me into the horror movies was uh, my grandma, my mom's mom. When uh, when my parents would go out, they would leave me with my mom's mom, my grandma, and she would uh, we would watch The Lost Boys and The Exorcist. <laughs> so those were the first two that I got introduced to. And uh, those are dramatically different. <laughs> yeah. And I did like uh, yeah, I did. From there, we watched a lot of like Fright Night, you know, the original Fright Night. Uh, what else? A lot of the um, early 90s, late 80s horror movies. And that's what I really grew up uh, watching. And since then, I really, I think my favorite horror movies kind of come out of the 90s, I think. Uh, for example, The Ninth Gate. That's like a mystery type horror movie. Uh, Fallen with Denzel Washington. I think that's a good psychological horror movie. I tend to gravitate towards those, that genre of horror. Ninth Gate is such a strange film mm -hmm. because I love it. And I don't really know why, because I feel like uh, the Foley artist is just really fantastic. When he's like, when you hear the characters fumbling through pages of books, mm -hmm. you hear the texture of the pages, and it's just great. Yeah. And the soundtrack is overly dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, the composer of that movie, he also composed the um, the Dracula with Gary Oldman. Oh, I can hear I that. That oh, damn. <laughs> And he's, uh, I believe, yeah, he's Polish or something. But yeah, you, like you said, it's very dramatic. The acting's a little over up top. Uh, Johnny Depp was a good character, but I just like the mystery of the uh, the book. I'm a big fan of H.P. Lovecraft, and it did kind of remind me of a Lovecraft-type story. But that's uh, it's a good one, I think. I, I highly recommend Ninth, Ninth Gate. It's a fun, it's a fun film. Um, I do think it's funny that uh, the artist <laughs> signs, what was it, LCF? LCF, yeah. Yeah. It, that, that, I don't know. That, it always makes me laugh whenever I see that. Because I'm just like thinking of Satan being like, huh, how should I sign this? 
<laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't trying to be too discreet. Huh? <laughs> no, and uh, well, because like I, 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 I know other artists know this, and you probably. Yeah, I, how long does it take you to pick a font? A font. Ooh, when I'm doing a graphic design piece, the font it takes a long time. You really have to consider the images that are used. If it's a time period piece, uh, does it work well at a small? You know, it's if it's, it's a small design, but it takes a really long time. <laughs> That is my least favorite. Besides cars and buildings, uh, I hate picking fonts. I really do. Because <laughs> then you're, you're scrolling through them for a long time, and then you find two, and you're like, oh, both of these are really close to something that's the feel I'm looking for. Now I got to compare the two and see how they look, and then pick the color to see uh, which one is better than the other. How often do you, do you um, hand draw fonts? Do you hand draw any fonts? Uh, I do, but not not that well. It depends on what I'm working on because if it's just my comic strip or this podcast, I will hand draw fonts because that's my own thing and I'll, okay. I'll do it because it's easier. But if I'm doing a commission or if I want something to look more formal, that's when I'll use the computer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, hand drawing uh -huh. it's tough. Um, the one I the, the, probably the most recent one that I've done is my logo. Um, I did, you know, Sammy Ruiz, and the, the there's like a lightning bolt that connects the R and the Z. <laughs> that was kind of fun to draw. I just really, I, I so that's what, they, they, do you think that Lucifer just knew the font he was going to use, or did he play with fonts, and he just, re, he drew all these different samples, and then showed it to, like, the local dunes, and like, all right, so what do you think, A or B, or? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm sure it was pretty well thought out, huh? Yeah, and the other signature was AT, which was, I uh, forget that that person's name that co-wrote the book with the devil but uh but they look very similar in fonts at and lcf oh shit so you're saying that it might have been the other guy and lucifer was just like all right i'm stealing this because i can because i'm the devil <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was uh i you know it's funny i still have to go back to on youtube and kind of look up um like theories and about the end and you know what this means and i'm still kind of researching it after all these years i'm like wait who was that character? You remember the character that uh, the female that kind of follows Johnny Depp around a lot? Yeah. Was she a demon? Was that was that a you know, guardian demon? I think. Was they, I think. Well, she might have been demon, but I no, she might have been demon because I was going to say I thought she was a witch, but they show her photo in a drawing that was really old, so it was, she was definitely immortal, right? Right. right. Or did the book just predict that she was going to be there? Right, that's what I initially thought, but I think there was a point in uh, midway in the movie when she had said that he asked her, "Have you been traveling a while?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I, I I have." So she implies that she's been on our Earth a long time or around a long time. A, a vague answer that could be interpreted uh, many different ways. I exactly. am a big fan of movies like that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, you had also mentioned. Oh, I want to go back to uh, your first horror films. Uh, uh, what was it? The Exorcist and Lost Boys. Um, I <laughs> I don't know if I would show kids Exorcist because that's a pretty dark and pretty serious film. Uh, <laughs> Lost Boys, I feel like, is a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, The Exorcist, I think, you know, watching it at such a young age, <clears throat> I must have been four years old, but I think that's it still traumatizes me. I can't watch that movie in the dark. Her face and the makeup, prosthetics in that movie are just so good. It's just, It's haunting. I think what she does with the crucifix is haunting. That's what always messes me up. I can't watch that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, it's pretty cool. I got a chance to see that movie in theaters. There's an old theater in um, in Santa Ana, Santa Ana called the Frida Theater. And what they do is they play old movies. Um, so I'd seen that they were promoting The Exorcist. They're going to be showing it. So I'm like, I've never seen that in the theater. So I went. That's when I realized how scary the sound is in that movie. All the sound design. It's really haunting. The first time I saw it was in the movie theater. Um, <laughs> my dad brought me, and uh, I was actually getting pretty uh, nauseous, and I walked out of the theater because I was actually getting... I wasn't scared. I was just grossed out because I can't... Uh, <laughs> I mentioned this in the Zoom recently with a bunch of friends that I can't watch vomit scenes. Vomit scenes in movies always make me sick. Yeah. <laughs> and Because we, we just watched uh, Witches of Eastwick. Oh, and okay. When she's throwing up the cherries, that made me very nauseous. And so I will often look away or <laughs> walk away. <laughs> so 
so Exorcist, I wasn't scared. I, I, I was not terrified about the possession. It was just the uh, throwing up and the grossness of the rotting flesh that just made me like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that movie specifically had a big influence. And especially coming from a Hispanic family, um, a lot of superstition in Hispanic families, typically. And uh, we had a, we grew up listening to a lot of scary stories that supposedly had happened um, to my grandma's father in Mexico. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. So just seeing the possession in, on screen, it's like, oh, that could really happen, you know, possibly. So that's what really scared me about it. Uh, feel free to share a story if you want to. If you if you want to share a story, that's up to you. <laughs> I think um, there was there was a few that I had experienced. Uh, so when I was young, this was during the time we were watching The Exorcist and The Lost Boys. But we were living in a little town called Highland Park, which is in um, Los Angeles. It's a small little town. So we were all living in this house. And in the basement, uh, my grandma was a seamstress. She had a bunch of sewing machines. She had a sewing business. Um, so we were upstairs one night all watching movies. I was laying on the floor. And um, all the sewing machines or mo- multiple sewing machines were start- started going off in the basement. There had been no chance that anyone was down there because she would lock it up with a padlock. So we'd heard all the sewing machines and... Um, there was another event where we saw an owl up in a tree next to the house. And uh, one of the guys in the house went outside with a Bible, started reading. <laughs> I like owls. I think they're beautiful. But some people think that they're witches or the, the messengers of the devil. But I think they're beautiful creatures. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, well, first of all, the sewing machine, that would be terrifying. I would yeah. not want to hear that. Um, but the owl, I always love, owls are fascinating. And one of my favorite, uh, I think it was, I think I saw it on social media where this church choir went to go sing to an owl to get to leave. Like they were singing their religious song and the owl was just looking like they were dancing to the song. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorites. Uh, I love owls. Um, So you draw a lot of really cool, spooky pumpkins, but you also draw a lot of spooky moons. And those are two things that I always am extremely fascinated with because Drawing crescent moons is a lot of fun because you're. I love drawing crescent moons because I think to myself, oh, wait, the moon is not actually shaped like this. We just draw it this way because it's a shadow of Earth. Right. But I love <laughs> I love taking out the big chunk of moon and just making it that sliver of moon. It's just a lot of fun. Um, what do you like? What's more fun to draw? Spooky moons or pumpkins? I would say pumpkins. Pumpkins, you can play a lot more with the um, the shape of them. The moons are always fun too. I've always felt a connection to moons, hence my uh, <laughs> my tattoo here. <laughs> um, but I've always loved moons. I've always been connected to the moon. I like looking up at it. I like astronomy. But um, as far as for the funner of the two, it'd be pumpkins for me. I I'm, I'm I always like it when I meet uh, some someone else who loves like <laughs> who's entranced by the moon, who likes the moon. Because yeah. a lot of times when I get off of work, because I get I work really late, I'll walk outside and I'll see the moon, and it's just Anytime I see something celestial is just a lot of fun. I love yeah. space. <laughs> um, I remember one time uh, I told someone that I saw a leak where NASA heard the winds of Mars and they put online the the sound. And one of my one of the people that I was talking to, they're like, uh, "How do you know that that's real? What what if NASA just lied about the winds?" I'm like, "I don't care. That's a weird lie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know a lot of conspiracy theorists, people that just say that, like, how do you know it's true? I'm like, well, it's it's a strange thing to make up. You think they would probably make a lie about something else. <laughs> yeah. What, what what are they achieving with that lie? Yeah. Did you hear the um, the most recent sounds of the black hole that they had discovered within our galaxy? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I feel like my algorithm knows I like space shit. So uh, Facebook's really good at keeping me informed. <laughs> Yeah, that sound, it was really cool. And I was thinking, like, is there any way I could put this sound on? Because I play music as well. I'm like, can I put it on my next album as a, an opening track to one of my songs? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you going to? Because that's pretty, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to see if that sound is in the public domain to see if I can use it. And if so, I'm going to I'm gonna put that into one of my, uh, I have a song about UFOs. So I'm going to put that there. <laughs> that is a good point. Because some of that government stuff, they don't want it to be public domain. Right, right. Huh. Do you follow I, any of the uh, UFO stuff? Uh, not not 
not not I'm not that close to following it because uh, there's some really good stuff that's available. But then if you follow that along, you're gonna find the crazies or the people who post something that is obviously photoshopped and it gets me really frustrated be like dude come on don't don't muck don't cloud the water i want to see the real stuff because the real stuff is there <laughs> yeah yeah there's a, there, i think there's a few stories that really stand out to me but there is a lot of junk as well so it's really hard to to know what's true or not but i personally i personally believe that aliens do exist the universe is too big but have i seen one no i've never seen one <laughs> I, I've been thinking about making a comic of this, and I, I still will. I don't know. We'll see. But what I keep thinking about is the fact that I saw this link that said uh, uh, an alien in a planet very far away from us, if they had a super powerful telescope looking at us, they won't see us. They'll see dinosaurs because of how fast light goes. Right, right. And I thought to myself, if I was an alien who had the ability to fly to Earth and I saw dinosaurs, I'm like, oh, man, I want to visit Earth. Dinosaurs are awesome. And I get to Earth, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a huge lack of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, it's so strange. Uh, with time and light, I went to um, so JPL, NASA in Pasadena. They had, an op- they had an open house one time. And I went, I got some tickets. And uh, somebody was explaining that if, when we're looking out to the uh, to space, we're seeing we're looking in the past. And I'm like, wait, I couldn't really wrap my head around that. And it makes me think of that movie Interstellar, where it all plays with time. And it's such an interesting topic. I am always fascinated about talking about time, uh, <laughs> time and space. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm smart enough to fully understand it, but I think that I'm pretty good at understanding when time travel movies use it i feel like when a scientist talks to me i'm like oh no but when a movie talks to me i'm like okay i get it it's fictional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i don't want to spoil too much about buzz lightyear but have you watched the uh the buzz lightyear pre do you have disney plus i do yeah uh they release a buzz lightyear intro they talk about the new movie and a lot of it has to deal with time travel and i'm just like that's really depressing for a kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want. No, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna tell you more because, like, uh, I feel like that 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 intro gave too much details that I would have preferred to hear in the movie. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think but, it came out this weekend, huh? The, the, the it did. movie. Huh. I should go. I should definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, um. But back to your art. Uh. So you do a series of art, uh, uh, you, you have a series of art called uh, Halloween Homies. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'd, um, so I, being that I grew up in an area called Northeast LA, I grew up around a lot of the um, the custom car culture, the way, um, the guys that dress with the Pendleton t-shirts, you know, they're um, the old school looking Cholo guys. <laughs> I grew up around a lot of that and it had a big influence on the music I listen to, I like a lot of oldies music, um, the style that I kind of like to dress. So I kept thinking, I'm like, and although I, it's probably been done before, but I wanted to combine like these horror characters with the the old little homie characters that you would get in vending machines <laughs> way back in the 90s. So I kind of drew up one. My first one was a pumpkin, and he was wearing uh, some uh, Dickies pants with a belt, you know, <laughs> and people seemed to like it. I didn't think anyone would like him because it's so niche. You know, you kind of, you would kind of have to be from the area and like horror and horror is kind of niche already. But uh, I didn't think anybody I don't think they would hit, but they really did hit. So I started just continuing to draw them. And I think I've, I'm 38 characters in. <laughs> Do you now when you say that they hit is because like I feel like I, I feel like it would be hugely popular in Southern California. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the rest of the nation. I don't care about the. No, I, I care about the rest of the nation, but. As far as Southern California is concerned, I feel like uh, the three things that uh, intertwine so often everywhere I look and in, like all the groups I hang out with is Latino culture, uh, Latino, uh, horror, and skateboarding. I feel like those three inter- like they I, I see them combined so often in, I don't know if it's just Southern California, but in my area, because we have, what, 
rad coffee that combines it so well, skateboarding with horror. And I'm wondering if that's all Southern California or if it's just our L.A. area. I think it is a lot of Southern California. And I noticed uh, maybe some parts of Orange County. Um, but, yeah, for sure where I grew up. But even um, I have, you know, family out in Utah and stuff, and they all like that stuff. They think it's all cool, you know. Okay. <laughs> I guess we're kind of the trendsetters here in L.A. for a lot of, like, places like Utah or maybe Arizona. <laughs> That's interesting because I, I don't I, – I, I feel like I'm stuck in the Southern California bubble, so I never know what other states might be interested in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I um, – yeah, and a lot of people that uh, that did like them, of course, are Hispanic from L.A., but I think I got a lot of um, love also from different areas. I, you could look on your analytics to see who's liking it, maybe what genders are liking it and stuff. And it's uh, it was interesting. I'm like, wow, I didn't think that this many people would like these. <laughs> so that's why I just continued to start uh, to, to draw them. Would you happen to know the weirdest uh, analytic of where your art has <laughs> or someone has liked the uh, Halloween homies? There was there was two big chunks within the analytics. There was um, Cairo, Egypt, and Brazil. So Brazil, okay, I could kind of see that, but Egypt—that's a strange one. <laughs> I don't even know about e- uh, Egyptian pop culture to know <laughs> where where that got popular. <laughs> my, my my extent of Egypt knowledge right now is Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> that's another show I got to watch too. Oh, yeah, I highly recommend Moon Knight. Moon Knight was a fun one. Moon Knight, uh, I think Moon Knight, you'll really appreciate. It does feel a lot like Ninth, uh, the Ninth Gate because uh, there's a lot of vague information that can be interpreted in different ways and a lot of really cool foreshadowing that you're like, how did that character know this? And what, is it real? Is it fake? And it has a lot of those elements that you, you're not entirely certain you get the full story. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and Ethan Hawke is a protagonist in that in that show? Do you want me to say anything about the show? I No, I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does interest me. I like the, uh, the both actors, Ethan Hawke and um, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, Oscar Isaacs. As, yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah, great actor. I, I don't want to give any info, too much information about that. I'll give, I'll give you enough information to uh, tease you and, you know, start the interest. <laughs> um, which Halloween homie do you think would win in a battle? And I guess a battle royale? I don't know. Which one are you rooting for? I think of all, of all 38 that I've done, there is there's one, there's a, there's a vampire female character. That I just think she was she's the queen. She's the, the head of them. That's kind of what I had with my it, it, with intentions of drawing her specifically. I think she's just the, the master there. Um, as far as maybe a male figure that would be pretty strong. Huh. Probably the um, there's a Michael Myers one that I did. That one really hit. I did Michael Myers and Jason. <laughs> that one took off. People love Michael Myers and, you know, Jason, of course. I uh, the Michael Myers fandom is uh, kind of insane. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. I I I met this one person that all he had to do was mention anything remotely close to Michael Myers, and he would go on a long rant about Michael Myers. And I I understand that nerdum, but it was very strange because it will be very uh, obscure where you're just like, oh, what was it? What's a good example of like, uh, man, today. <laughs> Today, today sucked. And like, uh, you know whose day sucked? Michael Myers on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's what's interesting too is going back to my grandma, the one that showed me all these scary movies. Um, so she was a seamstress, and she had made, she doesn't remember, but she she had made one of the costumes for one of the Halloween movies, either it be maybe part one or part two. But she had said the actor came in, and uh, she he tested out the uh, the jumpsuit. But uh, she doesn't remember. I showed her a few different pictures of all the actors who have portrayed him. She's like, I don't know. But she said it was it was definitely Michael Myers, though. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yeah. I feel like out of all the, uh, the Halloween homies, and I haven't seen all of them, I don't think. I'll have to check your hashtag to see. I don't Because when you said it was 38 of them, you said? Yeah, 38 within a duration of time. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> 
Well, I, knew, I, I said, yeah, yeah, because of the duration of time. But uh, 38 is still impressive, no matter how much time you've done on them. Um, but I don't remember if I saw all 38, but the one that I'm rooting for is uh, Diablo. Diablo, yeah, okay. I forgot about him. <laughs> well, her, Diablo, the, one, the, the female devil that you've made. Uh, she's got Ooh. the wings. Yes, so she came first. Then it was the uh, Diablo came second, but I forgot about those two. Yeah, those Diablo, two. Diablo doesn't have wings, right? No, no, he's just he has the uh, the red face and the horns. Yeah, I'm I'm usually gonna give it to the person who has flight. Yeah, true, true. I feel like flight is such a because like I was gonna give it to the ghost because if a ghost, <laughs> I feel like ghosts are already dead, so you can't kill a ghost. Um, I guess you can. <laughs> You can accomplish their uh, what was it the uh, you can you can accomplish their unfinished business and now get rid of them or you can bust them you can send them in the trap I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with uh, someone who can fly. I feel like uh, did you watch Midnight Mass? Yes, I did. Yeah, I feel like flight is such a uh, a, a cheating skill. <laughs> You're kind of yeah. screwed if the monster can fly. <laughs> yeah that was a good show that that director um mike flanagan he he makes some really good stuff i did not know he did midnight mass and so when i saw the preview for midnight mass i was like oh, i don't really care about this it's not really my thing it doesn't look that interesting to me but when i found out it was done by the same team who did uh hill house and blind manor i was like oh now i need to watch it i need to watch it now because i love those two series okay cool it, it's a must. And I watched it, and I kind of think it's... <sighs> Blind Manor was my favorite, and I have a hard time deciding between Mid Midnight Mass and Blind Manor. <sighs> yeah. Midnight, which one Which one of those series is your favorite? Um, Of the three series, I think Haunting on Hill House was my favorite. Then uh, probably Bly after that, then Midnight Mass being third. But they were all really good, though. Um, in, in in Hill House, uh, that the tall ghost is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, he he's like almost like the second James Wan. You know how James Wan came out with all those really good movies like Insidious, Conjuring, and I know James Wan kind of took a step away from maybe directing horror movies, but uh, Mike Flanagan is really really making some good ones. I'm glad you said it was James. I'm glad you compared him to James Wan because I do think that the two of them know how to take uh take things and take horror elements that we've seen a million times and make them new mm -hmm. yeah because one of my favorite scenes from uh, from any horror films is from uh the first conjuring when uh they're doing the exorcism and the chair just floats up and there's no music there it's it's calm and quiet and just casually floats up and turns around i think that I think that uh, casual use of supernatural powers is it terrifies me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, it makes works. it more real, and that's what makes it more scary for me. Yeah, I agree. And he works with a good composer named Joseph Bashara, who uh -huh. creates his uh, his film scores are have a lot of disturbing sounds, very similar to The Exorcist. But the ones he did for Insidious, for example, those are really, really disturbing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I. Because when you say Conjuring, I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't remember too much of the theme for Conjuring. The only theme I remember is the one with Warrens. Whenever they beat the demon, it's a really nice, like, triumphant melody. Yeah. But I can't remember too much of the spooky melodies that they have. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna watch Conjuring today. I need to know. I need a refresher. <laughs> I need a refresher. Uh, <laughs> but Insidious. I'm never gonna forget about that sound. The 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 string scratching yeah. sound that they always use. That's chilling. <laughs> well, when the title comes out, yeah, that's that's a really disturbing sound. Have you seen the Exorcist uh, TV show? The show I watched a few episodes, but I just I, I I didn't continue watching for some reason. I don't know if I lost interest or if I just didn't have the time to maybe sit there. But it, did you is get? It, oh, go on. Is it pretty good? Did you get to the reveal? I got to maybe episode three, I think. Okay, so not the reveal. I don't think the reveal is three. No, no, I, I was pretty maybe one or or two or three. I think episode. I I, not very far in myself. 
would the reveal help you to watch the rest of that show? Because it's on Hulu. I know that show's on Hulu, all, all the show. I think it got canceled after two seasons, which I'm okay with because I don't know how they continue. They can continue the shtick of Exorcist finds a demon and Exorcise the demon. I don't know how much they can do with that to, to prolong it. Uh-huh. Two seasons is good. I'm okay with two seasons. Even though they set up for a potential story, I think that the two seasons is perfectly fine. Um if I told you the reveal, would it inspire you to watch it again? Oh yeah, it too. I, I didn't know that it was only two seasons. I thought it was maybe about eight eight seasons. Nope, just two. Uh, the mom is Reagan. Oh okay. Yeah. And I wasn't. Uh-huh. I was not ready for that. I didn't know it was going to be connected to the movie in any way. Interesting. Okay, I thought it was just a complete side off, uh, like a side story. I did too, and it, it, the way they connected is not, uh, it's not, it's not too, it, it's, how am I going to put this? It doesn't feel like, uh, when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, it feels good. It feels like a good continuation of the story. Okay. I highly recommend checking it out. I'll, it's, a, it's a show that I will always recommend to anyone during October. Uh, I'm a liar. All year long, I will <laughs> suggest <laughs> that show. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Blumhouse is going to remake The Exorcist? Or it's a, a sequel to The Exorcist? I'm sewer down. Yeah, it's, uh, so they're going to bring back Linda Blair, I think. Playing herself. That's neat. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, because like, the show's a sequel, so I don't know. I, I, I look forward to seeing what they do. That is it's, neat. I'm down. It's, confu- it's confusing, because they also, they also have a sequel already, The Exorcist 2. Yeah, I'm like, how they do that? But it's it should should be pretty good, I think, with uh, Jason Blum producing it, and he makes some good ones. I think that we are in a weird world of uh, movies where you don't have to worry about the sequels that came before. You can just make it two to a movie and not worry about the original sequel. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Terminator. Well, Terminator. Terminator cheats because they were they deal with time travel, so don't worry so much about the continuity of that story. They have broke continuity from the get go. Um, but like Halloween, Halloween had a million sequels, mm-hmm. and now that they made the new sequels, they've completely <laughs> ignored the previous sequels that we had just saw. Yeah, <laughs> that happened so much with Candyman. They did that with Candyman. Um, I think, yeah, the newest Candyman, I don't know if you like Candyman, but the newest one picks up where the first one left off, essentially. The original one. I liked it. I don't know if it was as scary as I would have liked it to be, mm-hmm. but they had some really amazing visuals. I loved, there, there's so many cool shots of that movie. <laughs> so yeah. many cre- creative concepts. Yeah, the whole movie, I'm like, wait, where's Tony Todd? I'm like, how do they replace him? So I we had to wait to the very end to uh oh, spoiler. <laughs> we had to spoiler wait to... alert. <laughs> I, it's weird because it it, it 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 is a spoiler, but I also think that if I had known that spoiler, it would have made me want to watch it more. Right, right. Same here. Because <laughs> it's it's the how they get there that is the interesting part. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of times where I I, I hear spoilers or I see spoilers online and uh. It depends on what the movie is, because if it's too much of a spoiler where it completely gets rid of a plot point, I'll be upset. But if it's a good spoiler that uh, I'm like, oh, okay. For example, um, I remember seeing a meme where it said that uh, it showed Charlie Day covered in blood from one of the scenes of uh, uh, Sunny Philadelphia. And Mm -hmm. someone said that any other show, this would be a big spoiler. But with Sunny Philadelphia, now we need to know. (laughs) The the title could be like, (laughs) The gang kills Charlie, and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, Mandy, she got me uh, tucked on that show. That show was so funny. It's 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 <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows. I think. Uh, uh, I I I don't know. I don't know what it is because I usually don't like shows where everyone's mean to each other. But I like that show. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's, a, it's one of the, the greatest comedy shows, I think. So when this episode of the podcast uh, goes up, uh, it will be National Lasagna Day. And so whenever I think about lasagna, I think about Garfield. 
Um, if there was a horror ver- horror version of Garfield, who would you cast to play Garfield? Ooh, okay. I so I thought about this question. This question was interesting. So when you, when you say horror version of Garfield, so two things come to mind: either the voice actor. So the voice actor that comes to mind would be maybe Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's pretty he's pretty creepy as it is. But as far as the visual of a creepy Garfield, first thing that come, kind of comes to mind is maybe a Cheshire Cat looking Garfield. You know, maybe some with a big grin. <laughs> maybe with orange and black, some uh, weird funky colors. I don't know. But definitely Joaquin Phoenix. He comes to mind. I think that he's he would be a great choice. I think that would be very creepy because he does like I, I I don't know. I think the only movie where he's not creepy is Signs. Yeah, true. <laughs> because I was thinking about uh, the gladi- uh, gladiator. I think that he, I think that his voice is still creepy as the emperor. Yeah. And he's creepy in her. I, oh yeah. I'm, I want to make a list, a very short list of, of movies where Joaquin Phoenix is not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of them, he plays a weird, strange character, creepy character. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick by my guns at saying that science is the only one where he's not creepy. Yeah, I think so. Because like yeah. everything's creepy around him, but he, you know, he, he's an athlete. No, you know what? No, I'm wrong. He's still creepy because he has some of the creepiest scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Damn. Uh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> no, he's perfect. I think I, I'm. I'm hmm. I was going to say something like Ted Levine <laughs> or Levine, whatever his name is. Yeah. Some uh, Buffalo Bill being Garfield. <laughs> yeah, I can, that could work too. He has a distinct voice, huh? I, I hate Mondays, John. Give me all your desire. That could work too, Gary Oldman. <laughs> I, when I came up with this question, I was like, how would I do it? Do I want, because like you said, the Cheshire Cat, do, you, do I want it to be like CG Garfield or uh, have you seen photos of the new uh, horror Winnie the Pooh? No. Uh, I don't I know. know if the fo- I don't know if the photos are legit. I don't know. I don't know how legit the, the concept is. But the posts I've seen online, if it is legit, I can't wait for that movie. Nice. Because it's got uh, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and they're wearing like really scary like Halloween masks, and they're very grotesque versions of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And if they're animatronics, if they are actually Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, and their mouths move, that'll be fucking scary. If they're <laughs> if uh, if they move like the Ninja Turtles, that would be perfect. But if they're masks, I'm cool with that too. The masks the masks not moving will be also fine. That'll be very scary too. The photos are creepy as hell so i'm yeah and i when i came up with the question i was like do i want it to be that or do i want it to be animated oh huh, yeah i got it i haven't heard about that i'm gonna look up some photos after uh what do you think is scarier cg or uh puppets uh for me puppets definitely puppets yeah i think that most people who are into horror say the same thing i think that yeah. most people are not scared of cg often uh because that was my biggest gripe with uh, the thing, the, the the original versus the sequel, prequel, um, that the original had a lot of uh, practical effects. And even if the practical effects look fake, they're much scarier than the CG ones. Yeah. It's another, yeah, another argument to be made would be the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogy. A lot of them were CGI. A lot of the, uh, the orcs in that movie. I absolutely agree. I think yeah. that uh, practical orcs are a lot scarier. Like it, like what was it? The the creepy one with the like no chin, who's like, uh, we can eat the hobbits' legs. I'm like, that dude's creepier than you're yeah. ever gonna do with a computer. <laughs> <laughs> he was scary. He was scarier than uh, than Azog, I think. In, yeah, in yeah. <laughs> if you put me in a room <laughs> with any of the monsters from Lord of Rings, if you give me a choice between room with anyone, <laughs> the Urukai, I don't care. Gollum. I'll gladly pick Gollum versus that creep. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know what movie I want to watch. Lord of Rings or <laughs> Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I watched Lord of the Rings and The Hobbits at least w- once a month. I watch all, all six of them. <laughs> Do you watch yeah. the, uh, the uncut ones or the theatrical? 
I have the theatrical, but the, yeah, the uncut ones are super long. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever watched one of the uncut ones in one like inning. Yeah, we um at the same movie theater that I was talking about where I'd seen The Exorcist, they had a uh, Lord of the Rings a thon where they played all three movies, which were all the extended uncut versions. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much an all day thing, ten a.m. to like twelve. <laughs> 12 midnight. So you have a booth at Midsummer Spring. Uh, what shows have you? And, and, and I all I see on your Instagram a lot of different horror themed shows, horror, Halloween, spooky, a bunch of shows that you've attended. Um, what has been one of your favorite experiences? Well, I want to I, I would like first to ask what shows have you exhibited at? Um, let's see. I've done a lot of the horror ones. So, for example, the Midsummer Scream. Uh, the other ones that they put on, <clears throat> there's Season Screamings, which are by the same promoters. Uh, they did one called Awaken the Spirits. There's the Spook Show, which is in La Mirada. That's at a store called Halloween Club. Uh, what else is there? My friend puts on a show called The Witch's Brew. Um, I have another friend that puts on shows at Frank and Sons called Sp- uh, Spooky Expo. Uh, wow, there's so many now. I'm trying to think of. Before, there was pretty much only a few. Uh, Monster Palooza, I've never done. I would love to do it, but that's very hard to get into. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, I'm trying to think. But primarily those. I think those are the ones that really do happen all every year consistently. And I do those all pretty much consistently as well. Is Monster Palooza hard to get into because it's super popular or because they're looking for the bigger names? So from from what I understand, it's a lot of the, the vendors... So any any vendor that does the show in, say, in 2022, they would have to back out of the show in 2023 for someone that's on the wait list to get in. So and a lot of these vendors don't want to get out of the show, don't ever drop out of the show. Damn. (laughs) Pretty much. It sounds like it it would be a never. (laughs) But unless they expand the building, another location. What has been one of your favorite experiences at one of the shows that you exhibited at? I think uh, one of the funnest experiences would probably be one. uh, So Spook Show in La Mirada, that was probably my first horror show since getting into the horror style art. And um, just I I didn't know anyone. I had a little table with two drawings (laughs) and I had my canopy and um, just meeting everyone, meeting how, you know, everyone uh, seeing all the people wearing shirts of movies that I liked. That's what I really knew. I'm like, oh, these are my people. Uh, so that was cool. That was back in 2016, I want to say. Uh, but one of the most recent fun experiences was at uh, an, an event during December called Awaken. I'm sorry, Season Screenings. And the reason why is because the pandemic had just ended. And I kind of seen how a lot of the hard work that I've been putting into my social media kind of paid off. A lot of people, one, recognize me or two, recognize some of the characters that I've been drawing. So it was nice to really talk to a lot of these people that came up to the booth. They all said a lot of really nice things. Um, and it was cool. I think it was awesome for that reason. Seeing friends. I, this is, because I got, I got a table for this year's Midsummer Scream. And it's the first time I've ever exhibited at a horror convention. Uh, I'm, it's strange because I've drawn a lot of stuff that celebrates Halloween. I've drawn a lot of stuff that celebrates mm-hmm. pumpkins. But my art is not explicitly horror themed. So I am drawing new stuff that is spooky specifically for this show to make the mm-hmm. <laughs> spooky money. Um, and I want, I want more people to understand how much I love drawing monsters, how much I love drawing grotesque horror things. And I feel like this is going to be my opening to be able to be like, uh, look, this is what I do. This is what I can do. This is what I love. Let's do this. I want to do more of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking absolutely forward to the show. Um, what are some of your favorite pieces? Are you making any new pieces for Midsummer Scream? Or what, what do you have that you want to be like, yes, this is my favorite. I can't wait to show this. Uh, as for the new pieces, I think I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to go hard with the, the Halloween homies. I'm making little uh, stands for them. I'm going to have them displayed throughout my booth. Uh, so I'm going to make like, I think four inch, or I'm sorry, four foot stands of each character. So they're going to they're gonna be displayed all over the booth. Um, a lot of the merch that I have, the shirts and stuff, and the mugs that I sell, uh, they all include a lot of the Halloween homies. Let's see. But I think that's going to be the primary thing that I'll be displaying at Midsummer. See, I, I like UFOs a lot. I love the X-Files. 
but I have a lot of I have a few X Files drawings, but people don't really seem to like the X Files as much. What? Kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I really wish <laughs> I would love to see more X Files shirts and stuff out there. What happened to X Files? That's not so popular. It's strange. I don't know. There's a few different companies that offer X Files shirts, like Cavity Colors. I think is one of them. Uh, it, some artists too. Some artists you'll see some drawings of uh, Mulder and Scully, but it's just it's so few and far. You don't really see it that much. I feel like I get in conversation about the X Files so often that I wouldn't. I, I would not suspect it to not be popular. I think, or maybe we might see a rise in the X Files. I think maybe that's coming. Hopefully, I don't know because like I, I remember the Hulu brought it back. Yeah, and I don't think it was that successful. And I was very bummed because I I enjoyed the newer episodes. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, one of my favorite X Files episodes, is in that first season of it coming back. Mm-hmm. And it was the uh, uh, what was it, the the Were Monster or whatever that title was, where uh, the monster turned into a man. One of my oh. favorite episodes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> one of my favorite things about that episode is that uh, I never really thought about it. That whenever we watch a werewolf movie. When the human turns into a werewolf, it's just already known that the person is going to know how to do wolf things. And so it's really interesting to see a monster turn into a person. And when the monster turns into a person, it already knows how to do people things. That's true. Uh, Yeah, you don't really think about that. (laughs) That is very true. So I love how that that show uh, expanded on that concept that I just never really considered. There was a cool episode <clears throat> within the newer seasons uh, that featured Tim Armstrong from the band, the band Rancid. He played one of the, uh, the the bad guys in the show. His name was the Trash Man. <laughs> that was kind of cool to see him on the show. <laughs> so I'm really bummed that you're telling me because like I, I I don't I don't I don't know I I don't have any I don't have any X Files art to be able to get an understanding how popular X-Files is. So when you tell me that's not popular, I'm like, I'm, I'm upset. I'm offended. <laughs> how yeah, dare you? Any, I, and a lot of, a lot of uh, things I like to draw as well is uh, like octopuses or like Cthulhu. But it, again, that's another one that people do like, but it's just, you don't really see much of it. Okay. Now you have to stop. Because everyone loves octopuses, and I refuse to believe that not, that it's not a good seller. True, everyone yeah. likes tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I th- I'm, I'm thinking specifically more of like Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah, Cthulhu. I, I think he's such a cool character, and it's um, you don't you see him out there, but just not as much as you do of like Michael Myers, of course, and <laughs> Scream. Um, at my work at at, a, at the the warehouse I work at, um, it has like an AC that, like. Whenever the summer comes along, they have these tubes that blow cold air, and mm. they don't ever hang them up in. Uh, they they don't hang them up all the same way, and so they have the tubes all like twisted up and pointed in all different directions. And I always think of Cthulhu whenever they have it set up, and yeah. I'm told like one of my coworkers, I'm like, "Does that make you think of Cthulhu?" And they're like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Shut up! You're too young. I don't I don't know what <laughs> you." Uh, uh, you should know who Cthulhu is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people maybe know who he is, but just not uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, which is good. Know. I'm okay with them not knowing Lovecraft, the racist yeah. shit. Uh, but um, Lovecraft Country, that's a cool show. Or County? Country? I think it's it's either country or county, but that's a good show on HBO. <laughs> yeah. I, think... I, I keep advertising for streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> um. Have you thought about doing like a uh, Halloween homie battle image? Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, we're pretty close to Midsummer Scream, but I'm just letting you know that if you do, um, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the next projects that I want to do is um, is to design the car. So oh. almost like a, like a Herschel Rider type thing, but it's it's a car and I, I hate drawing cars. <laughs> um. One of the tips that I got and I use it a lot is uh, get yourself a Hot Wheels car. Use it as a reference. Yeah. And I've done it so many times where I've got little Hot Wheels cars that I move it around in the different angles I need. And uh, it helps, but I still hate drawing cars. So I've got too many Hot Wheels cars now and (laughs) I I don't want to draw them. 
yeah, I think I'll do that because yeah, you, you can obviously see it from all angles and stuff. But uh, it's just I, I can't. I'm not good at drawing cars, but I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt it <laughs> to see if I can do it. I love your Halloween homies so much because I do remember those little figures. Mm-hmm. And so what you gotta do is you gotta find someone who's in the blender or someone who does CG and get a 3D printer to print the little Halloween homies figures. I'll buy that. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny that you say that. Um, I have some being printed as we speak. Oh? Yeah, so I have uh, the pumpkin. The first character that I drew, it's, it's, yeah, the, the, the pumpkin character, he's being printed um, eight inches, eight inches tall. Are you so, going to sell them for Midsummer Scream, or is that for a later sale? No, yeah, they'll be ready for Midsummer. All right, well, yeah. hold one. I'd like to reserve. I'd like to play place a res- reservation for that, because I will. <laughs> I need to own the pumpkin. Yeah, okay. Ho- okay. I just told you I'm obsessed with pumpkins, and I love your Halloween homies thing. I feel like you just waited until the last one to sell it out <laughs> on me, because I'm just like, it's a guaranteed sale. I want that thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's a good one to start with. He's such a simple uh, character, and it's not it wasn't as expensive to get someone to create him um, on, I forget the program that they use, but to create him digitally, the rendering of him. But yeah. the next one, I, I need to continue uh, drawing more original characters. I like to take existing characters like Michael Myers and stuff, but for copyright reasons, I need to stick with the original ones if I'm going to print them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, your devils like uh, Diablo and Diablo, I think that those are pretty fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I did a ghost once, and I, I wasn't too happy with the ghost, but I want to revisit the ghost. I think that could be fun. Good idea. And But yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to buy the pumpkin one. I need the pumpkin one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've, I've never been so, because <laughs> uh, Midsummer Scream's coming, San Diego Comic Con's coming, and I've never been so compelled to need to buy something before than this pumpkin figure right now. Because I know <laughs> you, I love pumpkins, I love the Halloween homies, I love Halloween everything, so now I'm just like, well, now I know what I'm going to buy. I need to own this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing the San Diego Comic Con as well? I'm not exhibiting, I'm going to be attending. Attending? Okay. Yeah, so I'm gonna mask up completely. I got my uh, my welding shield mask, which uh, I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm gonna do for Halloween. No, I'm, I know I'm. I don't know what I'm gonna do for Comic Con, but for uh, Midsummer Scream, I want to add like horns and spooky shit on it because it's mm. a welding mask type thing. The block, because like I feel like attending. I'm not so worried, but when I do when I exhibit during the pandemic, uh, there's all the people who are looking down at me and just breathing their breath upon me. That I'm just yeah. like I need a mask up heavily <laughs> um yeah um, the la comic-con do you exhibit there uh no i i it's been because like you know the pandemic it's been a lot it's been hard to get my uh to to make me willing to go see to go ex- attend a show well not attend, exhibit at a show i did the yeah. first one i did after, uh, during the pandemic is a uh, standard comic fest and then the next one's going to be at Midsummer Scream, and I'm looking more forward to Midsummer Scream, despite it being more crowded than Comic Fest. Yeah. But I think Midsummer Scream will make me more money. <laughs> yeah, Midsummer Scream should be a really big one this year, considering because they they haven't had it in two years, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of people in attendance. Uh, so I've talked a lot about the Halloween homies. I even said that you you made a sale with me. Um. How can people find what social media of yours should people follow? So I'm primarily on Instagram. That's the one I really stick to the most. Um, so I, I have two Instagrams. So if somebody looks up Sammy Ruiz, you'll see two for me. I've got the music one and the art one. The art one's the primary page. And that's uh, the art of Sammy Ruiz. I do music on the side. So that's at Sammy Ruiz music. But I have a website, theartofsammyruiz.com. Um, I have Facebook, but I'm not really on Facebook too much. Uh, Instagram, I find more fun, and I just made a TikTok. <laughs> Don't know how to use it, but <laughs> we're trying. Mandy and I try to use it. <laughs> have you posted anything on TikTok? Because I have one too, and I still haven't gotten to one post. I posted just a drawing. I put some music over it. Oh, I should just do that. That would be easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as far as creating, you know, crazy videos that are cut and stuff, I just I don't know how to do that yet. <laughs> but it looks fun. And you're and you're busy. I feel like being an adult, it's really difficult to find time to be like, all right, well, let's plan this uh, video to edit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, Instagram is the uh, the one that I try to stick to the most, and it's um, I like it. I I follow a bunch of artists such as yourself, and and I feel like uh, Instagram, it's like every 
every few months they try to ruin Instagram more, but I feel like I still see more things I like on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is weird. I feel like the Facebook algorithm algorithms suck, but on Instagram, I'll have like uh, I'll go in the search thing and some people will show up or people will share accounts on their stories and I'm like I want to follow them. Uh, I think I found one that was Halloween Queens and I had to follow them. It's it's everything that I enjoy. Nice. And a lot of spooky folks, they use hashtags that I want to follow. And so hashtags will always lead me to accounts I dig. Yeah, same here. I'm always, almost every day I'm discovering new pages. Right? Yeah. Um, what words of advice would you give to anyone who's uh, interested in doing spooky art? For anyone that wants to do spooky art, I would say is... um. For one is to love it. Obviously, you're getting into that because you do love it, I'm assuming, is because uh, it makes it much more fun when you do love it. And um, hmm, that's a good question. I really, really thought about the response to this. Is uh, And get yourself out there. This is a fun community. I find that a lot of people are very accepting. Um, I they Everyone that I've met has always accepted me, and I think that'll be the case for anyone that wants to get into this spooky art community. And um and yeah, it just mingle with people because um, I've learned so much and I've been inspired uh, with so many ideas from just talking to people that I meet at these conventions, uh, networking with these people, and just it's been awesome. And I think that's the key to being successful in this, um, in this spooky art or any art. <laughs> any art. <laughs>